Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch and we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T, burning the candle at both ends. Cat, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. We've got two shout outs this week. One is Olivehurst, California. Olivehurst is in the... Uh, Agricultural Center of California, who was settled by people that were uh, came there during the Depression, also known as the Okies. That's why a lot of streets there in Olivehurst are named after Oklahoma towns. They came there to make a new life after the Dust Bowl and the Depression. I'm proud to be an Okie <laughs> And our other town is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's the largest city in Pennsylvania. Home of the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, and other American Revolutionary sites. And one more uh, shout-out. It's going to be a reminder. It's time for you to get your flu and bivariant uh, COVID booster. Uh, if you're like me and just a champ, you can get both of them at the same time. Uh, and the flu season is supposed to be the worst in 10 years. So Yeah, we hear that all the time. Don't watch the news. Don't watch the news. It'll scare you. Anyway, giving y'all a big round of applause. All right, some form of alcohol is always here on the back porch. And of course, alcohol is addictive, and I am an addict. I am here to admit it. Today, I'm back on the back porch, back on the Pacifico. I don't. I tried it about six months ago. I like it. Um, I must like it because I left the Modelo. Because I'm a Modelo guy. I left that on the shelf this week, in favor of the Pacifico. Give it a try. It's pretty good. Cat, what you got? Um, it's Scorpio season, and in honor of my birthday and several other birthdays, I have a birthday cake martini. Wow, sounds sweet like you. Thanks, doll. All right, before we get to the main gist of this thing i've got some bad news i hate to start this thing off on a bad note but it came out this week that the uh stadium tour is going to roll oh on again God. in 2023 and if you listen to any of the other podcasts you know i'm a big fan of the stadium tour i'll go over it again if you don't know what it is it, it started out it was supposed to be aerosmith Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett is opening up, poor girl. And then there's some other band that gets to come out there and do like three songs before Joan Jett. And then, of course, Aerosmith, they pieced out before the thing even took off. And it was kind of a train wreck at the beginning. Then they kind of got it rolling. And uh, now, I guess since they made so much money... <laughs> They're going to do it again and drag Robbery. their old carcasses Robbery. back out there again. I, I Again, I, if you want to go knock yourself out, have a good time, I, I don't get it. Um, the, the main criticism of the stadium tour this year was it was Motley Crue. They, I guess they didn't sound good. You know, Vince Neil has kind of struggled with his vocals over the last couple years. You know, when you're on stage every night, year after year, it, the vocal cords are going to take a whipping. Um, I got nothing against the guy, but, you know, 
Mick Mars, the guitar player who struggled with some illness for a long time, he made it through the tour. I think he's already pieced out for next year. And nothing but well wishes for Mick. But again, we're going to drag this dog and pony show back out there again. Def Leppard, their big criticism was they didn't do a lot of the great old songs. And that's mainly because Joe, uh, Joe Elliott, he can't sing those anymore. You know, they did a bunch of stuff off of some new album they did. I listened to some of it. It, it was okay. You've got to be honest about the product they're putting out there. They, they don't care. This thing is dollar signs. I forget, It was $125 million they made or something. I don't know what it was. So, hey, let, let's go ahead and do it again. Now, I don't, you know, we had people coming to the show, you know, we're gonna, the ladies whose boobs are dragging the ground, they're going to show back up again and, and watch this train wreck again. I, I don't Remember know. my golden years. I don't know. But anyway, I, I warned you, you've been warned, the stadium tour may, may come to a stadium near you. Now, rolling off of that, Blink-182 oh, is God. going back on tour. And this has stirred up some more controversy. It's been a topic at nothing our house. Against, nothing against Blink. I like, I like some of their songs. I like their videos. They're always kind of funny, kind of goofy and stuff. But they announced all these tour dates. And then the tickets go up for sale. And they're, they're, they're off the charts. We're talking 200 300 Some cities, 600 bucks. You could go see Blink-182 for $5 like 20 years ago. Okay. Right. Now it's $305. I got to take a sip. Now, we all know the main problem with these tickets. Me and the wifey hadn't been to a show in like a year or two. COVID. Yeah, that. But, but bands that we would go see, like locally around here, that used to be like, what, 15 20 bucks. It's like 50 and 60 bucks now to go see these bands. They're trying and, to make up for what they lost during small, the pandemic. In these small venues right. around here. Like, have you lost your freaking mind? So the big tours that go around, of course, are run by what? Corporation. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster has been stealing our money for years, okay? about It's, ten, a, it's a monopoly. It is. About 10 years ago... Bruce Springsteen stirred up a, a hornet's nest with him because, you know, the boss, he's worth a hundred bucks. That dude gets out there and plays for hours. It's a great show. I don't care if you like Bruce Springsteen or not. The guy's a great songwriter, performer, the whole thing. And he was bitching because, you know, his base ticket price was, say, 80 bucks. But his fans were being, some of the tickets were a thousand dollars. Because there's all these fees on there. Right. Uh, venue fee, Ticketmaster fee, sound something fee. Uh, hell, let's just throw another fee on there and add another dollar to the thing. Now, Blink-182, again, you could go see them. They're supposed to come maybe two hours from here. I think they get two shows, Baltimore, D.C. That's right. close as they're coming. Now, that those shows aren't until like... March or something of next year. Now, who the hell is going to go buy a ticket now, okay, for a show that's not going to happen for five or six months? You don't know what could happen between now and then. Travis could break his arm again, or they right. could, uh, Hoppus could get mad at the guitar. I can't think of the guitar guy's name. I like him. Anyway. Like the one guy could see a UFO. 
I think that's him. I don't know. But and and then try to get your money back from right. from by. You've got to be kidding. But they, they Ticketmaster's got this thing called dynamic pricing, and it's sort of like like the uh, like the hotel like, business, right? Like now you can go get a hotel at the beach for a hundred bucks, but of course when you go to get a a room on the beach in the summertime, it's 300 bucks. Right. Well, Ticketmaster's pulling this bullshit. It's sort of like a supply and demand thing. Like, in this city, they know Blink's going to sell out in, like, two seconds. So they'll jack the prices up to the moon, and then when they go play in, you know, some little, not little, but a, a smaller venue and whatever, name a state, then they'll lower the ticket price down because the demand's not that high. Right. I mean, the, the, the thing is nothing but a ripoff and a joke. I mean, again, it's it's all about the haves and the have-nots now. Go see Blink. I'm sure it's going to be a great show. I just, if you think I'm going to pay two or three, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't pay $200 to see Elton John open up for the Stones. I mean, you've lost your freaking mind. All right, I'm going to take a sip, and then we're going to rock right on. Ah, Pacifico. All right, today, we're actually going to talk about talking, okay? Communication or the lack of. And again, this is what separates us from the rest of the pack, is we'll do a podcast on anything, okay? Now, I, I was just wondering the other day, where are we going to be in like another 20 or 30 years as far as people just talking to one another? You know, everything just seems geared to have us not com communicate verbally with each other. Twitter, okay? I'm not going to call Jim. I'll just get my th thumbs going on the phone. Tweet. That's, you're, that's texting. That's not tweeting. You're okay. not on Twitter when you're doing that. What's 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 Twitter? <laughs> Twitter's not texting. Twitter's an app where you're talking about a topic or something. Texting is when you and Dan and Okay Raleigh are that that, that shows you what I know. <laughs> All right well, Texting. I thought I thought that was Twitter. No, babe. Okay. Two old guys on the back porch. Don't forget it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's emails, okay? I mean, you want to know what I'm doing? Go check out my Facebook page that I don't have or my Instagram. I mean, we're not going to talk to each other. I'm just going to take pictures and put them on my little little page and you can see what I'm doing. I mean, we don't even t we don't talk on the phone anymore. Uh, you know, I'll bring it up. The landline, that's a dinosaur. Why do we still have one? I don't, I don't get know. it. I don't know. I mean, you talk about zero communication. Have you tried to call uh, your cable provider, your satellite TV provider, your trash collection provider, your... Uh, hell, have you tried to call Verizon? Okay, oh, my God. This, this is a freaking company that's putting cable in the ground and overhead for several decades now. 
they're a communication company and there's no communication. You call Verizon now, the phone company, and they go, push one, push two, push eight. And then you find out that you're number 92 in the queue. Whatever the fuck the queue is. I mean, it's, it's a freaking joke. But this is a path we have chosen, you know, to not interact anymore. I, I bet if you ask 10 people who work at 10 different companies and you ask them what's the biggest problem at their workplace, I bet you eight of them would say poor communication. And to me, that really makes no sense. You know, we're all in the same building, usually, and we can't talk to each other. Well, I some mean, people think you're, they're better than you, and they, don't, they shouldn't have to talk to you. Right. You know, just e even small companies, you know, where people are sitting 10 and 20 feet away from each other, and, and they're going to send them an email. <laughs> okay. You can't just like, hey, Louie, check out that invoice for the copy paper. I mean, you can't do that. No. No. I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, unless, you know, unless you ha have to absolutely talk to somebody now, that, that's the only way this thing goes down. You know, I don't, I, where is it going? Where is it going? In 20 or 30 years, people are not even going to know how to talk to each other. That's the truth. Um, I mean, they've know. got all these apps and stuff where you, rather than calling somebody up for a pizza, you're like punching it out on your My phone. My next point, that restaurants have apps where you don't have to talk to anyone to make a reservation, to place a takeout order. You know, you go in the restaurant or whatever the place is, and, and your food's sitting there on a rack. Right. You just pick it up. There's no thank you, Steve, for your order, and no thank you, Karen, for fixing it. There's there's none of that. I mean, there's places, I know this has been going on for a while now, but it, it's it's popped up around here in a lot of places now. And to me, I think it started in, like, we have these, I call them like mega gas stations called Sheets and Wawa, where there's there's an iPad. Is that what you call it? Right. And you just walk Tablet. up there, punch in your own order, and you know sit down, wait for your number and name to be called. You go up there and get your food. No interaction with anyone. Uh, you go in the hardware store, grocery store. What do they want you to do now? self-checkout okay you don't no interaction do that here's a perfect example of what's going on amazon is supposedly come up with these shopping carts now this does sound pretty cool now the shopping carts amazon it amazon is taking over the world okay the shopping cart as you put your items in the cart it adds it up as you go it's some kind of scanner in the cart. Everything, right. eggs, $5, ice cream, $8. It adds it up on this little screen right in front of your face. And it's, it's genius, really. And then when you're done getting your items, you just, you just swipe your card right there on, right. on the cart. 
and out the door you go, put your stuff in the back seat and gonzo without what? Interacting with a single single freaking soul. I mean, it's almost like that now if you go to Publix and you're doing self-checkout, the only person you're really seeing is the person standing there monitoring the checkout. That's right. You know, again, verbal communication, it, it may well just disappear in the next 20, 30, 40 years. You know, lots of the population's talking about social anxiety. How, how do you get over social anxiety if you just sit there in front of a laptop all day or a video game all day, not having any human contact with anybody? I mean, it, it, can't, it can't be healthy. Now, on the opposite side of the fence, we have the people that won't shut up. <laughs> all right. You, you might have one of these cats in your circle. You know, it's just yak, 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 yak. You, you wish they would have social anxiety. You wish they'd creep up on them. You know, somebody who, who will talk to a freaking fence post. And usually we have, you know, you have one friend or relative that'll strike up a conversation with just about anyone. It, it, it's kind of annoying. You know, just say you and your boy, you just want to go in the store, grab a couple of things and get out. And your friend's sitting there dragging out the whole process. He's talking to the manager. He's talking to the checkout girl, the teenage dude bagging it up. And you just like, well, dude, can you shut up? Just, just shut up so we can get out of here. I don't know. I, I, I will tell you this. Two of the best conversations I've ever had in my life were with total strangers, okay? Now, me, the wifey, and the kids, we went to Niagara Falls. How long ago was it? Um, Ten years? Almost ten years. And I'm standing out in front of the casino, and the wifey and the daughter go down to the little shopping thing that's hooked to the casino. How convenient. It was great. I had a great time. <laughs> I want to go back. All right. So I'm just standing outside there. And this old dude, he comes up and stands beside me. We don't know each other. Nothing. He goes, uh, so you uh, went at anything tonight? I said, nope. You know, I'm, I'm not much on the slot machines. He said, yeah. My wife, she likes to play, so we come up here every once in a while. And I could tell he had like a little Canadian accent, whatever that is. He, hey. <laughs> he could obviously tell I was not from Canada. Right. From Canada. I ain't from Canada. But the Canadian, they were really cool. Right. I, those people were really nice. I, I had a great time up there. We're going back, by the way, before we get really old on the back porch. And so what keeps me, what I keep remembering about that night, and, and this was a long time ago, was, you know, me and this dude talked for like 15 or 20 minutes like we knew each other our right. whole life. And I could tell, you know, well, I couldn't. T- I asked him. I figured we were in Canada. I said, are you a hockey fan? And, uh, you know, because Canadians are basically forced to put on ice skates when they're born. As soon much. as they can walk, they have to try to play the game. And the old dude says, yeah, yeah, I'm a hockey fan, you know, but I'm not a fan of the NHL. Ooh. Now, now this was a long time ago. I myself am having problems <laughs> with the NHL, even though I do like hockey. But um, 
now that the NHL is like sucking up to ESPN and there's commercials in the middle of the game and all that, and this dude was ripping on it 10 years ago. I don't know if he saw this coming. But he, he told me he wa- he watched like the youngsters, the ones that were coming up right. in these little small the arenas. And stuff. He said the developmental leagues and stuff around Canada, he says that's where you see real hockey. Ooh. And um, again, I, I could have listened to that old dude for hours. I mean, he it, it was I still remember that conversation. We didn't know each other from Adam. You know, then he told me that he um, he had he'd been diagnosed with cancer. And, uh, but he had the best attitude. He was like, I'm going to fight it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm not going to stop. Um, it, it was awesome. You know, there was no, it was no, you know, are you for Trumpy or against Trumpy? It was none of that dumb shit. No, no politics, nothing. Just, we were just talking about where we were at that point in our life. And, um, and again, it, it was just, we looked at each other and said, you know, man, it was nice talking to you and just went our separate ways. All right. We're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. <clears throat> All right. Uh, the NFL is in full swing now. We won't get into Brady and all his troubles. We'll let that go. We're going to concentrate on the one tough son of a bitch, and that is Larry Zonka. Larry. 75 years old from Stowe, Ohio. I don't know if I said that right. Larry Zonka, this is old school cat here, fullback for the Miami Dolphins from like the late 60s to mid-70s. Um, first off, NFL teams, they don't even have a fullback that position's that gone. That position is no more. Okay, he was usually the dude in the front, behind, in front of the tailback, and he would use it was like the blocking back most of the time. Well, that that position's gone. But I remember watching Larry Zonka. Were do, you do eight what, years old? Well, I was a I was a Dolphin fan when I was a kid. Okay, I had the pajamas. Oh my god! Mom had my my pillowcase the bedspread of curtains my whole room was miami dolphins so I, I just remember zonka they would hand him the ball and he would just put his head down and just run over people i mean he would he would drag two or three tacklers just down the field dude was tough as nails they had uh mercury morris was the other guy in the backfield and, and they just couldn't be stopped uh two-time super bowl winners and don't forget, a member of the only undefeated NFL team ever, the 72 Dolphins. And if you ever saw Larry Zonka's nose, he kind of looked like he was a, fi- a professional fighter, boxer. Because uh-huh. it was kind of flat. His nose had been broken 10 times <laughs> between playing high school football and the pros. And you remember, the helmets weren't that great right. back in the day. But uh, he would take on two or three tacklers and, ju- and just drag them down the field. It'd take half the team to get him on the ground. And these little punk bitches that play football now, they, they couldn't carry Larry Zonka's jock-, jock strap. I mean, it's a joke. Larry Zonka, I love you, man. You are one tough son of a bitch. Spooky for Halloween. Are we watching anything? We're watching. And you watch something you watch with me and weren't impressed. Celebrity Jeopardy. God. Oh, my gosh. So, 
I knew, I knew the answers. <laughs> That's how easy it was. Usually, I'm a big fan of Jeopardy. Usually, I do pretty well. Um, usually, before when they'd had Celebrity Jeopardy, it was for 30 minutes. It wasn't a big time commitment for the people that were on there because they weren't expected to come back the next week or whatever. It was right. just a one and done week. This thing is off the rails. Um, the celebrities, what would you say at best? They are the C-level. D-C-level celebrities. They're nice people. I'm not going to dog them. I mean, one of them was a podcaster, okay? Well, he had one of the 50th most listened to podcasts. (laughs) We're 51. We're We're right outside. (laughs) Anyway. It was a hard watch. It's hard. And instead of 30 minutes, it's an hour. And the, the questions are extremely easy. That part I liked. Usually you liked <laughs> Jeopardy is like over my head, but <laughs> I, I could I could handle that one. You could handle that one, but did you did you find it entertaining? Was it hard to watch? It was okay. It, it was, was okay. okay. It was just different. You know, Jeopardy is supposed to be for the intellectuals, and that was not. That was not. <laughs> no. Anyway, Maya's doing a great job. She's a great host. I, I just, like her. I just She's think cool. it's a little bit of a struggle. Right. Anyway, it's on Sunday nights at 8 o'clock if you All want right. to watch. All right. Thank you, Kat. All right. Today's cocktail of the week. I know you've been waiting. This is an oldie but a goodie and a classic. It's called the Mai Tai. goes back to 1930s, 1940s. Trader Vic's. Trader Vic, Mr. Tiki, ba- Tiki Bar Guy, right? Tiki Bar Guy, Don Beach. Yep. Um, actually, it's the Beachcomber Bar. Mai Tai actually means the best. The best. We'll, yeah. We'll um, see. Or out of the world in Tahitian, mm-hmm. if you speak Tahitian. I'm not Tahitian. All right, this one worthy. is a shaker. Kat's made us one. We're going we're gonna to give it a go. We're going to do a taste test just for you, the Mai Tai, if you've been scared to try it. All right, you got your shaker filled with ice. We got a shot of rum, half shot of orange curacao. 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 Here we go. A half shot of lime juice. Got to have lime juice to Lime's make a drink. available. And a quarter shot of orgit? Orgit syrup. Okay, orgit syrup. I got you. All right, put those in your... Uh, so we've got rum, orange juice, lime juice. And, and I add pineapple juice also to mine. Okay. To... All right, pour it in your shaker filled with ice. Shake the shit out of it. And here's the kicker. Pour a quarter shot. It doesn't have to be Captain Morgan's dark rum. Pour a little, a little dark rum on top of it. I use Kraken today. It's pretty cool looking drink. Right. All right, we're going to give it a go, Kat. Okay, we're going to do a taste test with this. Lovely, lovely Mai Tai. We could make a tiki bar out here on the back mm, tiki bar time. And? Mm, I love it. It's good. Let me take a big swig. Damn, that is good. Mm. I don't I, know. There I've never a, had a Mai Tai. There was a place I went in college that had like a, it was Japanese slash Polynesian themed. Underage drinking. Well, I was 21-ish and this is something that we used to, I would always Hell yeah. select and it's pretty good. That's a good one. It's not hard to make other than that orchid, orchid yeah. syrup. Where yeah. is that at? I got mine off of Amazon. Oh, damn. Well, there's an ingredient that's a little tricky to get. But other than that, the Mata, I think it's worth it. All right. Thank you, Kat. All right. Today, we were bumpered in 
we, we went kind of a little out there this week. This is George Winston, 72 years old, from Hart, Michigan. Uh, mainly raised in Billings, Montana, and he spent some time in Mississippi, Florida. If you don't know who George Winston is, clean your ears out and listen up. Okay, this guy can tickle the ivories like no other. Here's how I discovered George Winston. I started dating this lady who's sitting across the porch from me right now. So we're dating. She opens a bottle of wine, which I had never really, other than Boone's Farm, I'd really <laughs> never had any wine. And she had a little little patio area on the back of her townhouse, so we got tuna steaks on the grill, which was also something I'd never had. And this, she's got this piano music just playing in the background on her stereo. Now, now this was the early 90s, okay? I'm, into, I'm like alternative rock guy, you know? I'm all into reggae and rock and alternative. And I'm, and I'm listening to this dude playing this piano, and, and it starts being addictive, okay? The, the songs, they start off simple, kind of slow, and then they build and build. And he, he kind of takes you on this little journey. Yeah. I mean, most of his albums, the ones that were big in the 80s, 80s were like seasonal themed. And every song in, on that album, like one of the best, biggest selling one was is called Autumn. And all the music sounds like Autumn. And then the other one he... Another one he did was December, which was like a Christmas Eve. It was he like... basically named the albums Autumn spring summer and december that's, and a, that's what he named them i got to see george winston in person oh you down, did yeah d before i met you and he's just excellent he's just yeah. an excellent human being where did you see at um i don't know what what do we call the place now it's, it's not the if it's is it the Dominion, Dominion energy oh whatever. carpenter center carpenter yeah, used to be the carpenter oh, that's center that's cool Anyway, he recorded these albums in the 80s. They're really good. They're you know, timeless. I mean, if you have like a, a fall theme, you'll take one of their songs right. and put them over to your your fall reel, and it, it just works it's, perfectly. It's really great. You know, again, I don't I'm, act like I'm Mr. Cool Rock Guy or whatever, but for <laughs> me to listen to this stuff, I was like, this dude's great. And, and, and Here's a little tip. You know, if you actually want to have like an awesome stay-home date night, Here's how you do it. Uh-uh. The master's talking. First, you need some candles. Everybody knows that. Candles. It doesn't have to be Yankee candles. But <laughs> Yankee candles. You know, you're speaking my language. Uh, and and here's, you need a CD player. I know that's a dinosaur. Oh, that's old school. Go find one of those and just put in a George Winston CD. Just playing. In the, trust me, dude. This works. Okay. Put that, put that on. Have two chilled bottles of wine. And what a backgammon set! Oh yeah, and it brings back memories, memories doesn't it, baby. Oh memories. my gosh, George Winston. This is how cool this guy is. He he um he had a bout of with cancer. Okay, Thyroid. And he actually, while he was getting treatment, he played the piano in the medical center auditorium while he was in there, and recorded some of it. And put out an EP called Spring Carousel. 
That's how badass he is. This man was sick, had cancer, went in there and played and, and just hit the record button. Um, he's actually survived some serious illnesses, thyroid, like Kat said, and skin cancer. And we wish George all the best. Check out George Winston wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening. And we will see you all down the road. See ya.